If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Evelyn. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Find me! Come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're going to stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. So I'm going to let you get your sorry vanilla booty out of here before we be using your eyeballs as hockey pucks. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hello, everyone. That's Kevin. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Friday Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks Podcast. Uh, we are back. We have lots of exciting news, I feel like. Uh, first of all, we are back. Sorry, we missed a week there. Second of all, we have stickers. This is a very exciting development. Uh, I am very excited about it. Uh, it seems like people are excited about it. Um, supply right now is very limited. So here's what I'm going to do. Anybody who donates to the show becomes a producer of the show. Um, so there's a link in the show notes and there will be for this episode to become a producer. Um, you can also make a one-time uh, donation on our website. Is that right, Kevin? Do we still have that? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. So let's see. Let's see if I can find it. Maybe not. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, you can also make a one-time donation. I'll put that in the show notes as well. Um, anybody who does that, we'll be sending stickers to. The more you donate, the more stickers we will send. So how about that? Um, after that, once we get some more supply, you might be able to purchase them. But um, I didn't really think it through. And there's a whole like tax issue and that kind of stuff if we want to be on the up and up. But I feel like I can just give them away if it's just for a donation, like it's a reward. So that's how we're going to do it for now. And then I may or may not eventually figure out the best way to do it going forward. Yeah, and uh, Mike may or may not be indicted for tax fraud. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I think what I'm doing right now is legal. But to be honest, not 100% sure. It's so great that you're just leaving this trail. It's like... <laughs> or whenever you do go to court, they can just play these episodes. Yeah. It's very, very thoughtful for the uh, U.S. District Attorney there. Yeah. Well, I'm going to, you know, there's some sort of law where, like, if you don't know you're breaking a law or something, there's some leeway. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I, a good lawyer could get me out of this. Um, but the I, yeah, old, I should probably... uh, Oh, I didn't see the speed limit excuse. Yeah. Yeah. I should probably stop talking right now to Tommy's point. So uh, let's move on to um, things that might slightly be a little more legal. And that is Kevin's Kin to- Token Investment. 
Uh, we Only had a, slightly more legal. The <laughs> jury is definitely out on that. Yes. Uh, we, we had a big bounce back. Kevin invested uh, December 2016, invested about $300 in the cryptocurrency Kin Token to like 120 something and has rebounded back to like $10. Kevin, where are we at today? Uh, we're sitting pretty at $11.12. There we go. Still on the upward swing here. Um, maybe we'll get up to like $15 with this holiday season. I don't know if cryptocurrency uh, has any uh, correlation with the holiday season, but we will pretend like it, it does. People like put all their Christmas bonuses into cryptocurrency. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So let's move on now to the topic at hand. And uh, this is a question we did grab bag last episode. And this was a question from the grab bag that we didn't get to. And I felt like, hey, we should probably um, come up with a whole episode to it. It's because, you know, it is deep enough. So this is from at Duck22A on Twitter. Uh, He or she asked, why has there never been a Mighty Ducks video game, and how would you write one up and design one? So, a um, couple things here. At Aaron Lemaire says, it's got to be your kid who moves to Minnesota and you join D5 and get to play through all three leagues slash tournaments, then mini games like skating through the mall, which I thought was a good one. Um, first, just to establish, so there was a Mighty Ducks animated series video game if you want to call it that it was a it's like a handheld it's one of those handheld games um where you have like four buttons and you're sort of like running um here i will i will show it to tommy and kevin here um but that is all i could find about an actual light x video game so i don't think there has been one um looking at a youtube video right now that looks like it's a a free-to-play flash game from back in the day oh. that I'm gonna send you guys the link to it doesn't look like it's it's essentially pong oh um, interesting yeah and I guess you can pick your team um or you pick your difficulty and you play as the ducks against the warriors or something oh i see yes it's like Eden hall it looks like yeah it looks like this is on maybe the disney uh website at some point i guess uh yeah technology has come a long way so i wonder they, they could probably make a better one yeah, that, that was going to be my question. Do we want to do this in the 90s or do we want to do this now? Because I think that vastly alters how good this video game is going to be. I think we could do both. Like, I think we could have an idea of what it might have looked like then, and then, but then also do like our dream scenario one. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, if you go back in the 90s, so you're thinking like mid-90s, we're thinking what? Like Sega Genesis thinking... Look, Nintendo. I guess Nintendo sixty four was around that time. It might have been a little later. Um, Probably be Super Nintendo now. Super Nintendo, because isn't like NHL ninety four yeah. like held up as like a gold standard of yes, you know, old school video games. Yeah, I had NHL ninety four on the Sega Genesis. Um, so yeah, so that's that's sort of the era we're thinking. Um, and like, I guess you could have a like an eight bit sort of pixelated version of 
what Air Lemire is talking about, where you're like a little kid. So it's like kind of um, almost like, I guess, Pokemon-ish, where you like run around and talk to people and then you actually play hockey games. Maybe like a Legend of Zelda type where you have to kind of... Right. Yeah. Or, and there are like text-based games, particularly for like computer for like back in the 90s, where you could kind of be pretty story intensive and so kind of like an RPG. And I, I do think he's on the right track that the way to do it is to integrate like an RPG with playing the game. And you start mm -hmm. as like a District 5 kid, you create your own and kind of experience it. And I think some of the issues though with like video games based, based on movies is you either need to go like super loyal to it or you just got to disregard the movie kind of. And so if you did have it based on the movie, I do think you'd have different scenarios where, okay, yes, you're doing like the, the egg drill where you're passing the eggs back and forth, or you have to like convince, you know, Goldberg not to be afraid of the puck. You have to like get Fulton on the team. So you can follow those arcs in some kind of game that is a little bit, you know, loose with the exact storyline. Like if you were to go through the mall, like you said, you know, maybe it's a little bit longer level than there, there was in the movie. Um, and same thing with like some of the um, maybe missions you have to do where, you know, maybe the first one is like you see the ducks like running from these uh, from the the guy who they put like the like the uh, the purse, like the dollar bill in the purse. Mm -hmm. And you have to like help them escape. And then they say, hey, who are you? And then you create your character and they say, why don't you come play some hockey with us or something uh -oh. like that. And that's the introduction. I like that. I like that. So just a, a point of reference here. Uh, Nintendo 64 came out in America on September 29th, 1996. So uh, we could put it in that range. Um, so, yeah, so you start and then they say, come and play hockey. Um, do we get into Gordon Bombay and Charlie's relationship at all? Like, are we essentially playing Charlie Conway, even though we may, may name our character something else? Or are we just playing a random kid? I think you're a random kid who, who has to complete missions to essentially move this, the movie along. And some of which are things that weren't really in the movie. So maybe like you have to uh, build an ice sculpture to be presented at the winter wonderland. And that's the sculpture that like Casey and um, Bombay like meet by or something like that. Okay. Yeah. I like this. And you have some yeah. good like cut scenes here. I like um, the, the questy nature of it. Exactly. Yeah. So it's not just playing hockey. You're, it's again it's completing quests now obviously if we were to make this game now in 2020 open world mighty ducks game i think we got a bestseller on our hands grand theft auto mighty ducks edition <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh but let's go back so um in this video game of the times so we're doing some quests you know we're moving it along uh building ice sculptures maybe sharpening skates at hans's skate shop something like that um and then are we actually like playing hockey like how advanced can we really get with the hockey aspect of this game I, yeah i was gonna say it would probably not be the greatest hockey game just because they wouldn't put that much effort into it um so i, I think that'd be a tough thing to balance and maybe it is kind of even more like mini game style like where it's like you have to make the penalty shot, but so that's like all you're doing. Like yeah. maybe it like moves the story along like via like a cutscene or whatever. And then you just have to take the penalty shot to to win or whatever. I think something like that maybe makes the most sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just I, like big I can't, moments. 
I can't think of any game I've ever played that's like not focused on a sport that's a good experience. Like I, I remember playing, um, like playing basketball in uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas was terrible. Like it was just awful. Um, and all you were doing was like literally just shooting a basketball. Uh, but like yeah. the mechanics were weird and everything. So I think it'd be tough to to make that part feel realistic if you're going to like try to do like an entire game or something. I think in Grand Theft Auto Five, like the golfing was like actually not that bad. Yes. Well, that might have been San Andreas or Grand Theft Auto Four, maybe. But yeah, I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So there is like a weird game that Mike is going to link to in the the show notes <laughs> called Barkley Shut Up and Jam Gaiden, which is oh. like you guys remember there was a Barkley Shut Up and Jam like Super Nintendo or Sega Genesis game, which was you know basketball with Charles Barkley as your guy. You're playing like you know street basketball, but this is like a total spoof on it where it's a RPG where it's like 30 player 30 years or 40 years after Barkley accidentally like ended the world because he had like a super dunk at a basketball game. And I remember one of my college roommates playing it and being like, what the fuck is this thing? <laughs> but this is very much what I have in mind when we're talking about this kind of style where it is like text-based where you're kind of choosing your own adventure. You're and but then there's like mini games where you have to like do things. And again, it is very much, 8-bit so when you make this ice sculpture you're not going super in depth you're just kind of clicking in the right order and so it's more story intensive but I figure maybe there's a way to integrate the NHL 94 um, game into this game so when you do have a game to play it can be like you know good to play or maybe it's something where you're just playing like the third period and you have to like clinch the victory for your team and if you don't do it and then you you essentially fail and so you have to redo it and so it's like a traditional linear game where, you know, if you die, you restart at the checkpoint. Similar, if you fail your mission, you restart. It doesn't what, like go down a different path. What would kill them in, in any scenario? Well, that, that's just the <laughs> fail. Well, I mean, yeah. fail, like failing to win the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, you never know. I mean, if you're playing Iceland, maybe they could. <laughs> one, one thing that I, that I did think of um, right off the bat, and this would have to be like the more modern version, but um, do you remember when they, the first time that Tony Ox Pro Skater did like an open world? Do you remember that game? Yes. It was very like side questy based. Like you had to like sneak around and like break into like a skate park and stuff like that. Um, so I, I think something like that would work pretty well. Um, it, it it honestly wasn't all that great of a game. It was kind of weird, but um, but it, it, that kind of feel I think would work for something like this. Yeah, this this Barkley game is incredible. He is fighting basketball monsters. Um, yeah, I'll put a whole. Vi- There's a five minute video of like the first <laughs> chapter, um, and you can download it and play it on your your computer. So um, a little bonus action for you there. But yeah, I, th- I think we have it. Um, sort of figured out here for a game of the time, sort of a, a question. So, so I have a question here. And sure. So, in some games that are pretty questy now, so an example is like Witcher Three. Not only do they have quests, but sometimes they'll have like a mini game. And so, in Witcher Three, they have this card game called Gwent, which became incredibly popular, and it was kind of came a spinoff, and like they made a very successful app where it's just like a card game set in that universe. And so, you could spend hours and hours playing this card game in the game and kind of ignore the main quests. And so I feel like in our Mighty Ducks video game, we need some kind of mini game where you are able to like 
collect something to get like unlockables down the line. Mm. Um, and so it could be like hockey related where maybe there is like, um, like a pong type, you know, hockey game that you can play and unlock tokens or something like that. So we definitely need some kind of mini game aspect, or maybe there's an arcade that you go to in the mall during that mission where you can play old school arcade games or something, um, essentially just to um, get some unlockables. And it would be tough if we were doing this in the 94 Super Nintendo area, yeah. era, but if we were to do it more contemporary, we could definitely have like a, like a real like side questing, just like in like a Grand Theft Auto where you can go um, or Red Dead Redemption where you can play like poker and things like that. So you need some kind of totally uninvolved, addictive side quest that will give you like cosmetic um, features like unlock jerseys or something like that. Yeah. So let's let's move on um, to sort of the game of now, but uh, wrap up the game of then. Um, so yeah, so you're this kid you know, you meet the ducks, you play through, you, you play through many games, you, um, you know, pass the puck to Tammy to score the team's first goal, you play the third period, um, you obviously take Charlie's penalty shot, that kind of stuff. Um, so is this game just through D1? I think so. Because yeah. I, I think the, the sequels are going to be more like, and maybe they have like an expansion pack for D2. But I don't think you ever control someone who's not your main character. And so you're not Charlie, like maybe in the penalty shot. Well, maybe I guess you have to be. Or maybe it's like oh, that's a good it. point. Maybe yeah, it think, changes so you take the penalty shot because yeah. Charlie just got injured too badly. Yeah, I think we sort of change the script to where your player is um, in the midst of all of this. So, um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you move on to the game now. And we're just thinking open world like Minnesota. And then you're sort of, uh, there's like, kind of like Grand Theft Auto, where there's like a main story you could go through, but there's also a side quest. Is that what we're thinking for, like, the game we would build right now? Yeah, I'd say it's less linear. And also, the decisions you make impact the story. Mm. And so... Like, could, could, you, could you choose to be a hawk? It's a Mighty oh. Ducks universe game, yeah. is what it is. So you're, you're not following the Mighty Ducks. And then you maybe you could visit the skate shop, or you can go, like... You know, oh, Averman is like at the movie theater. And so you're in the universe competing in the league, but you're not yeah. like part of that D5 team. I like that. So you, you create your player and then, you know, you're running around and then you go to the rink and maybe there's tryouts and you go through a mini pick which team you're on. Um, yeah. So, and if you're really good, maybe you get asked if you want to put on the Hawks or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, if you suck, you only have like two options. But if you're good, then you can pick whichever team you want. Um, so yeah, so you have all that. I like the whole um, side quest thing, but uh, I had, I mean, one idea is to play some sort of uh, three bar, like Gordon and um, Wolf Sanson played, but I don't know if we're keeping this just to D1 again. Well, what you could do is if this is open world in like Minneapolis, St. Paul, maybe there's like different, there's maybe like 50, 50 different like neighborhoods or whatever. And there's a three bar kind of Easter egg in each one. Do you have to go and oh, win it in like that, that area? And they give you like, oh, now you've got like the the East Downtown token or something like that. And yeah. you're collecting them all. Yeah. So, so maybe I, a three bar is like you're trying to because you got to have all like the collectibles or whatever, just like in a Grand Theft Auto. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess we could. I guess games are so advanced now. You could you could play like a, maybe a a small version of Minnesota, and then you know you get picked up for 
the Junior Goodwill Games team and you get to go to um, sort of the Olympic Village slash LA type deal. Get to play um, some street hockey. Yeah, and then you, there's like a third world where you play Neaton Hall. I, I feel like games are so expansive now that mm-hmm. they would have the memory to do that, but I'm not a game designer. So, yeah, maybe maybe you go through all three. Um, so is there like a Mighty Ducks type story here, or is it more about, hey, you play on your team um, and, you know, your team wins the league and then you get to go to the Junior Goodwill Games and you get to win that and then you go to – uh, the varsity or the you go to Eden Hall and maybe you have a chance to make varsity maybe you don't and then you play uh, like the varsity season maybe and then you have the JV varsity showdown or is there more of a a story element where you um, are this district five kid and like Gordon Bombay's there and um, there's some sort of backstory with cutscenes and stuff like that I think it's more of a standalone and they do have characters from it though like maybe it's 10 years after the events of D3 or something and Eden Hall is back to being, you know, a, a juggernaut kind of very white collar school. Um, and you've got, you're about to become like a freshman, but you're like a seventh grader. And so you play out your seventh grade year, which was in theory, like your district five. And then your eighth grade year is when you go to the junior Goodwill games and maybe you pick your nationality. Maybe you're not team USA. Maybe mm. you're, you know, maybe you're Trinidadian, you know, um, and then your ninth grade year, you, you go to Eden Hall. Um, and depending on how you, well you do in seventh and eighth grade, that depends on your placement in Eden Hall. Um, and I think there's just things where there's just cameos by different players and, and maybe like an Averman is your coach or something like that. And, or maybe you can unlock different coaches, um, and you know sever ties with them as well like you pick a main yeah. trainer and then you have to like unlock trainers to get your attribute points up okay i, I think uh i actually have never played this game but i'm like familiar enough with it um i feel like the being at eden hall could have like kind of like a bully feel to it mm-hmm. um, yes where you can be like a prankster and stuff and like go around and maybe those are some of the questy things where you like you know prank the varsity or whatever um and it like affects your reputation and you have to like keep your grades up and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, now we I mean now we're getting real deep. So maybe yeah, maybe this is like a two-parter. Uh maybe we have like a a Mighty Ducks or maybe it's a three-parter. Maybe we just have a Mighty Ducks 1, Mighty Ducks 2 and Mighty Ducks 3 where they're all, they're their own self-contained game and they're just super expansive. And it wouldn't surprise me if they made Mighty Ducks 1 is our original one which has kind of like the linear you're the D5 kid who's kind of on the cusp. You're not part of that main storyline but you're playing through mm-hmm. it. The, the second one is all about like international hockey. And the third one is when they do open world at Eaton Hall, where you are a JV kid 10 years after. And so they can do their own, like, um, like their own storyline. So maybe Scooter is like the varsity coach these days, or you have to like, there's a mission where you have to like get Bombay to do some lawyering for you. And so that way they can go whatever direction they want. But I like the idea of doing three as like an open world, bully type thing where you have to you know it's kind of immersing you in that that realm just like bully yeah yeah bully great game um i think i actually yeah. own it maybe i'll go play it oh yeah i think it, i it bought was... it for like a dollar or something on like some <laughs> like sale thing i remember playing it like my freshman year of college and like me and a couple of my uh friends i don't remember too much about it except that it was a lot of fun 
yeah, I had it, I beat it. So, um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, was that a controversial game when it came out? Because you had to feel like yes, because like you could like punch like kids essentially. It was like kid on kid violence and stuff like that, <laughs> and you could like hit teachers with slingshots and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, there was a lot of like school age violence, and then people were like, "Oh, this is gonna you know teach kids what to do at their school." But um, I do to get back to the topic at hand here. I do like the idea of making Eden Hall its sort of own world and being able to explore Eden Hall. Yeah. And like pull pranks in the lunch room and um, stuff like that. So uh, yeah. So is there like, I guess, is there a story in that third game too, or is it more, um, you know, you can run around and you, you play around, but then you go to the rink and you play your games and, and yeah, there's, there's a story, but there's okay. also like all the side quests you can do. Yeah. Um, just like an open world, you know, game these days. Okay. So, I mean, we have three bar, uh, for maybe the first one, maybe first two. And then the third one, do we still have three bar? Are there any other sort of things we need to add any sort of side questy type deals? Hmm. You know, you could do something where you uh, collect signatures to change the name of the team, and you could pick the new name and team like at the end of the game as like a bonus. Oh, that's good. If you've gotten all the signatures required, yeah. that's good. And then you, you can also incorporate like different side quests and stuff into that because you could do like, you know, maybe you do have to like find a a, a lawyer or something that'll help, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Yeah, no, and I like your sort of deal about uh, like reputation and like what you do, like outside of the hockey rink affects your reputation, and you fall in. You're you're like yeah. friends with I'd, maybe the jocks or the girls or whatever, and um, the other people try to I don't know fight you or something. And, like that. and I think that could also like again be incorporated in the side quit. Like it maybe it'll it'll make some of the things easier, like pranking people but it'll make like convincing a lawyer to help you out on this thing more difficult or you know yeah. so I, I think your your reputation could like definitely have impact in the game that's good that's good this is all good um so the first game we're saying open world sort of minnesota neighborhood you know you're mm -hmm. running around Not really open world it's more of like the linear rpg because it's like the 1994 like text-based adventure mm -hmm. but it's updated oh if we're gonna remaster it are you saying yeah so so we have the game of the old which is you know the linear text-based stuff and then the next the game of now we're splitting up into three versions uh like a d1 in minnesota a d2 in Los Angeles and sort of international hockey and then D3 at Eden Hall, which I think the D3 we have handled. Mm -hmm. Is D1 sort of more like, more linear, like you said, or does it uh, have some like open world elements as well? I, th I think it would have a, maybe a little bit of the open world feel to it, um, but I think it would more strictly follow a story. Mm -hmm. um, and and maybe it is maybe that one is like more like hockey focused. Um, and well, I would think D two would be the most hockey focused. Right. Yeah, that, that's there. that's true. Um, I'm just thinking of like uh, like how NCAA football they used to have like your like high school storyline. So yeah. it was like its own like mini game within that. Um, so yeah, I mean maybe the first one and the second one are are more like hockey focused. Um, 
Yeah, I like that. Because I think you could easily do that with with D2. Like, it'd be pretty simple to put together that, like, storyline and everything. Yeah, a little story, and there's international play, and you get to, you know, be on a team. and Yeah, I think the first one could be fun because you could, like, if you didn't want to be on the Hawks or the Ducks, maybe you get to pick your own team, and you get to, like, design their jerseys and stuff like that. kind of like how NCAA football like you get to pick your high school and yeah what their color scheme was and stuff like that so yeah so yeah a little more linear a little more hockey focused and then d3 is our sort of and d3 wins all the awards yeah right. i was gonna say our award-winning effort i like this a lot all right uh let's see where we are we are coming up on time here where we have about two and a half minutes left so uh, let me just say the quacktech.com go there contact us uh, at quacktechpod on twitter facebook.com slash quacktechpod go to itunes give us five stars tell us which game you would want to play the most um go to the shop get your gear still we still got a deal going um shirts are just 15 dollars, so remember that get on it now um also, I, th- I think we're going to have some Black Friday deals and Christmas deals. So if you miss out on these, then you don't want to miss out on these Black Friday deals. And then if you want a sticker, you know what to do. Donate. Become a producer. As I mentioned, the more you donate, the more stickers I'm sending you. Um, but it's not related to price. Um, you're not purchasing a sticker. I just am going to arbitrarily pick. Um, so... Don't come after me, uh, IRS or U.S. government. This is just a reward for donating. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Back, back. Ain't no turning back. Got to be the man in the heart of black attack. The quack attack is back.